Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to tonight's show, the Frisco Report. We're back at it, full effect, and uh, you know, just in time for possibly the biggest game of the year, Mike, for the Cowboys. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Hope the hope the week's great for you, brother. Hope the week's great for you. Lots of blessings sending your way. Yeah, likewise, bro. Likewise, shout out to everybody in the chat box. Appreciate everybody that's drop, dropping by now, and uh, you know, checking this out on the replay. Make sure you guys pound this video. When we get over 60 likes, the Cowboys win. So everybody, pound that like button. Let's let's get all the mojo we can on our side because we're going to need it. You know, you hear about the blue jerseys. You hear about the Saints on the road, all, all this stuff. We need all the good mojo we can get to win this game because, Mike, like I said, um, you know, it, it, this is a must win, right, Mike? So or else. So, Mike, if you could just, you know, say, you know, how big of a game is this for the Cowboys in your opinion? This is a big game, Joe. Uh, they, they, they. I made a video talking about how important November is, and when the Cowboys have a losing record in November, they miss the playoffs. That, right. that the stats are there, Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they went one and three. Luckily, they won on the first half of the season. They stumbled real hard in November. That one and three record that hurts. You have to capitalize with the win in December. That playoff margin, it's likely there. But when you look at the future of the schedule, we got four out of the five after this Saints game. Four out of five is NFC East opponents. Those games are unlikely. Uh, Lightly. So you have to go in here and impact this game and get a winning formula going without the head coach. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. You you nailed it right on the head. And, and – and the facts are there, you know, when the Cowboys, you know, don't don't get those wins in November, um, they don't make the playoffs. So we don't know. Usually when, when that has happened, something has happened in, in that season, you know, so injuries, you know, losses, inconsistencies. And we're kind of right now we're, we're kind of in the uh, in that flux. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, you know, losing three out of the last four and now uh, we're on the road. You know how we do on prime time. We're we're not all that good in prime time games either. So, uh, but you laid it out, man. You laid it out, and you know I, I've been calling it. This is the the NFC East tournament. You know, st- started last week with uh, the Philly and the Giants, and you know now the rest of the way the NFC East tournament is is, is on. It's on. I mean, like you said, you know all the opponents. It's it's a uh, rock'em sock'em. And luckily, we have that lead, like you said, Mike, because, you know, in November, you know, you, you got to win and we didn't. So, but it starts, it starts with the Saints games, guys. Let us know in the comments in the chat box. Is this a big game for you? A must win? Let us know in the chat box if you believe this is a must win for the Cowboys. Mike, um, the, the importance of this game is, you know, you, you want to take momentum, a win on the road. And then you have a little mini buy because you got 10 days between this game and the next game. But then the gauntlet begins. Like it's going to be a, a bruiser of a task to get through this gauntlet. I don't think any of these games are are uh, easy by any means, Mike. But that momentum has, has, has done really well for the Cowboys early in the season. And that's why I feel like you have to get this win at all costs. Even if somebody dies. All right. Yeah, it's that serious because if if, if the Cowboys win, if if the Cowboys win, even if they go two and two, I would agree with the comment 
that said uh, it, it's not a must-win, but it's close. If they went two and two, I would agree with that. But when you start stacking losses like the Cowboys did uh, against the Broncos, then you come out against um, you know the the Atlanta Falcons and destroy them. Then you got the Chiefs. Then you got the Raiders, and you lose those games. It, it, it's that's two back-to-back losses, Joe. For a team, that's a bad taste in the mouth. And if they lose this game against the Saints, the confident level. I don't care how competitive the Cowboys say they are. The confidence level, it dips, Joe. So you have to capitalize on this win. You have to get this win. You have to capitalize on the win if you go get it. Yeah. No, it, it, it is a must win. It is a must win. There's, there's no doubt. The rest of the way are must wins because – you're you're hoping that they're still in contention for the you know seeding you know maybe the number one you know you're only two games away from there and I'm not sold on the Cardinals you know um they're having a tough schedule coming up as well so you know that that number one spot is still is still in grasp but if you take another loss that's probably going to be out, out the picture so so then you're fighting for the NFC East and I don't I don't want the Cowboys to to come out of this you know like oh. The Eagles lost last week. We're okay. We we can lose another game, and then we'll turn it on with the with, with Washington. I don't want it to be like that because if it's like that, that's not championship football. You know what I mean? It's just like you're just doing the minimum to get by. You know what I mean? And that just does not cut it in 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 any any business any job. Just getting by doesn't get you to where you want to go. You gotta you gotta put in the work, right? So, Mike. Um, Talk to me a little bit about, you know, what what concerns you as far as like on the field. Like, what what concerns you about this game as far as like on the field here against the Saints? The inconsistency on offense, show scares me the most. Um, the we didn't score a touchdown against the Chiefs, and it took us to the fourth quarter to wake up against the Raiders after coming mm-hmm. off the, the destruction of the Falcons. The inconsistency of this offense has to get it together. They're leaving the defense out on the field way too long, Joe, and you're seeing that them getting tired, and it's leading to even more points. And if the offense can burn some time, score points, and not be in the position of kicking field goals, that will build a confidence up for the offense. That will build a cap, uh, confidence up for Dak Prescott, and they can go, they can go into – slingshot into this December and keep stacking wins, but if they don't and the offense seems to keep getting stagnant, it's not good. Uh, a lot of people, you know, are talking about, you know, Dak Prescott winning the FedEx Player of the Week award, but we still got us an L. It got us nowhere. Celebrate the small victories, but at the end of the day, there's only one big victory you want to go to, and that's the Super Bowl. And when you have performances like we had against, collectively on office, against the Chiefs and the Raiders, that's scary, Joe. Yes, we got back in the game, but it took us till the fourth quarter. Dak had over 200 yards in one quarter, and that was the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's the scary part about it, too. I, I agree with with everything you said there, the, the offense inconsistencies, some of the play calling. It, it seems like the the air has kind of come out of uh, the Kellen Moore, you know, magic, whatever. You know, everybody was in love with him when we're going through that winning streak. But when you start losing games, you start taking a little bit deeper look, and you know, um, and I, you know, I, I know we have some issues on offensive line that that has some stuff to do with it. 
your starting wide receivers are out and this and that. But but this game, you know, you're you are getting people back. So let, let's talk about a little bit of the positives here, Mike, as far as like what what do we have on our side that, that, that gives us hope for this game, right? So you get the Marcus Lawrence back after fracturing his foot, right? So that that's a really good sign for the defense that I think has been keeping the Cowboys in in these games, even the ones that they lost. You know what I mean? So, and then uh, Coop get him back, CD Lamb as well. Mike, tell me a little bit about the positives here that that give fans some hope that we could win this game. Yeah, it's Tyron Smith's coming off his second game back. Uh, that's a big positive for me. Um, if Connor McGovern starts, that's two games where McGovern is working side by side by Tyron Smith, so they can get some camaraderie there. Yeah. And you'll you might see less penalties, uh, less illegal shifts, holding penalties, things of that sort. Um, so that's going to be great for the left side. The right side, Lyle Collins. Taron still got COVID. Lyle Collins hasn't looked really good. He, it, it's mm-hmm. we we've said it early on. We can't trust Lyle Collins, but. He's a solid starter, so the good news is he has experience there. Okay, not trying to be a negative Nancy, just trying to bring out some positives here, right? Yeah. Uh, and you talked about Amari Cooper. Um, you, you talked about you know CD Lamb. Now those are that's big in the stretch, right? So Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, Malik Turner, these guys can kind of find their position, and this might open a game up for Michael Gallup. Uh, he he loves he loves the the Saints. He he plays well when we play them. So look for Michael Gallup to have a big game. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, big positive there. Do I expect much from him? No, but the impact in the running game is what we've been missing. And with Micah Parsons and Lawrence, I think the Saints. Yeah, Al, Alba Kamara is coming back too, but he he he's gonna wish he waited another week because I don't think he's gonna get a lot of yards against us with Micah Parsons back in the linebacker position and take Lawrence on that defensive line, Joe. So there is some positives there. Yeah, absolutely. You you hit it on the head there with Demarcus Lawrence because. The the key here with, with Lawrence is that's going to open up Golston to to do his Tyron Crawford type of, of duties where he can kick him inside. He plays the run well. I think he's one of the better run defenders on the team right now. We lost uh, Urban, you know, to, to the injury. He's he's done for the year, right? So getting Lawrence back into the mix really lets you flex Golston back inside and, and really shut down that run with, with Osa. So I, I like that. I think that's a that's going to be um, a really key to this because, you know, I, I think if the Saints are going to attack us, it'll be in, in the running game. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they're going to hurt us in the passing because the receivers versus our secondary, I, I think we, we got that. You know what I mean? But uh, the running game, you know, their style of running, uh, that, that could open things up. But when you have Lawrence back, and you have Golston on the field as well. I, I, and you know, Parsons, maybe he, he's going to move back at linebacker in this game. So I think, you know, that uh, that's a very, very positive part of this game to look forward to. You know what I mean? But they can't come out here and, 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 and half-ass it. They can't be like, McCarthy's not here. We're, we're, here's the substitute teacher. Let, let's just half-ass it. Let's just let's show up. Let's get back home. And let's get to that mini bye week. I don't want to see that crap. If if they do that, they don't want it. They don't want it. You know what I mean? So show me something. Show me something. Yeah, absolutely. They 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 gotta they, they gotta show they gotta show themselves something because the show they put on November wasn't wasn't spectacular, Joe. It, it was kind of mm-hmm. embarrassing after 
putting up all these points and kicking ass, taking names to November and just complete stock. Um, so they, they got to come out here with the hungry mentality. They, they have the, the Saints ain't going to lay down. It's a home game. It's prime time. Um, you know, the Saints aren't going to lay down. I don't care who's starting quarterback. Taysom Hill, Trevor Sim, it don't matter, Joe. They're going to come out here, and the bar is going to be set high. And can the Cowboys' defense be physical enough? Because they come out of here and play soft like they did against the Denver Broncos. We're in for a rude awakening. Yeah. Asmodeus. No three announce period. Yeah. So yeah, the offense can't can't do the three announce because you're gonna you're gonna gas out the defense. Uh, for sure. No no three announce. So that, that's a good take there, Asmodeus. Appreciate you. Good to see you in the chat box. Shout out Phil, primetime Phil in the chat box. Appreciate you, bro. Um, appreciate everybody in the chat box joining us live here. We'll we'll, we'll do some some more questions here and, and comments here in a minute. Um but yeah, Mike, I, I, you're right. You know, Sean Payton is, is not somebody you can roll over. He'll have the team prepared and be prepared for all the sneaky crap that they do. You know, they're probably going to do some sneaky shit on special teams um, and j- just to try to generate something and catch you off guard. That's what he does. So, uh, you know, uh, Fossil better better be uh, paying attention here too in this game, man, because uh, I'm not sold on him, on, on Fossil as a coach. But Mike, I want to I want to return back to the the offensive side of the ball here, as far as the positives. You know, uh, Coop. You know whether or not he's going to be full. You know, supposedly he's questionable, but I hope that we at least see him out there, even if it's a decoy capacity, Mike. Because you know, without Cooper, the Cowboys have been zero and two this season, and if you if he's not out there, that that's going to be a, a little bit tough for the offense to move the ball in the air. I think, Mike. Yeah, it, it is going to be tough, Joe. And like you said, someone said it earlier, you know, no three and outs, you know, pedal to the metal. And that's what they got to do, man. They, they, they got to – Kellen Moore has to call – don't get cute. The, the whole – Cedric, well, it would have worked if Dalton Schultz would have blocked. But then you looked at it next time Dalton Schultz went at the flat and they got that two-point conversion, right? Don't get cute. Execute the plays you know how to execute. And go out there, go go to New Orleans, don't get it done. Mm-hmm. A lot of great comments in the chat box. I'm going to highlight a couple here as, as we get through the conversation. Gio Chapo, Dak passed the ball in the right spot or returned the $75 million, right? Yeah, so I think there's a little bit, there's something to be said about that as well. You know, as far as like, is he is he playing up to, you know, the, the contract, I guess you could say. And, you know, obviously with these losses, these types of things, you know, come to the forefront. Mike, and we were talking offline. You you saw Nick Eatman even made a comment about it. Um, expand on that, what, what what Nick Eatman said about the Dak situation as far as how he's playing this year, I guess. Yeah, Nick Eatman said on, uh, on the break that Dak Prescott has been inaccurate. And uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Eatman's more of the aggressive beat writer for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't care if anybody says he's the only one that – actually kind of speak some reality and some truth and not hide behind, you know, closed doors. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, he said that Dak Prescott has been awful. Uh, don't matter what the stats say. And he said, I'm still waiting on Dak to take some accountability of those losses. I, I get it. You're a team. But a lot of those throws that you missed were on you. And when are you going to come up to that podium and speak on that? And uh, And just – and then he also iterated that 
you know, there's no other quarterback to replace him, so you have to settle for Dak. And this is the type of stuff you're going to get. And just to touch on this, guys, and not to plug my plug a thing or nothing, but after the show, I am making a video on on some stats. Uh, so if you want to check that out, Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube. And uh, won't tell you what it's about, but I'll just let you know it's stats. But uh, yeah. Nick Eatman, you know, he's right, and I 100% agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting that Eatman says that. Like you said, he's the one that kind of speaks out more on it, and there, there's something to it. So, yeah, seventy-five million dollars. You definitely gotta elevate. You know, there's there's a lot of conversation in, in Twitter and everything as far as like, you know, is he elevating the team? Is he elevating the people around him? Is he more Cam? Is he more Russell Wilson? Is he? Can he be Aaron Rodgers? So, there's a lot of conversation, and all this happens. When you lose, so the Cowboys got to get on the winning side of the ball because winning does a lot of curing. So <laughs> let's get that win under our belt. Eric Montoya, good to see you in the chat box. 100% our offense needs to stay on the field. Our D has played way too many snaps in the past few losses. Right on, bro. Like that, that's so true, man. And um, just imagine if you had a fresher defense. I think those takeaways and turnovers will start coming again. Like we haven't had as much lately, right? Because they're you're freaking gassed out. You know, and they're they're rotating more players out there to try to keep fresh legs. Charboy, Joe, if we f if we fall flat on our face after this game, then we should move on from LVE, uh, Lyle, etc. Um, yeah, I mean if you fall on your face on this game, it definitely raises a big question as far as like, you know, what is this team going to be? Are we now fighting just for the NFC East? Are we going to be one of these one-and-done teams again? Would this be a successful season going from 6-10 and 10 to, you know, 9 and whatever or 10 and whatever? So, yeah, this game, you got to win it. You got to win it. As far as, like, who you move on from, LVE or Lyle, that'll be discussed at the end of the season, but – you know, I think the writing's on the wall for some of these guys. You know what I mean? I think um, you look at LVE, they didn't pick up his contract, Mike, his fifth-year option. Uh, Lyle, look, I think I think McCarthy's just fed up with him. You know what I mean? He, he's come out and said that Terrence Steele has earned the position. And I think that once he comes back from COVID, he's probably going to go back at starting role. So, I mean, what, what you, what's your take on, on some of these players, you know, Mike, at, at the end of the year possibly? Yeah, LV, it's so funny because, Joe, we're at the draft when LV got cut. And when he was drafted, it was – there was – I mean, you could you could hear the people in the stadium cheer how quiet it was outside, right? And uh, yeah. and a lot of people, a lot of Cowboy fans were coming after a lot of us who disagree with the pick and uh, and was like, he's going to be the next Brian Urlacher. He, he, this guy, he had one good year and they're trying to – you know, make us eat crow. And I'm not going to eat crow. You know, <laughs> he's still young. He has a lot to learn. And the pick just hasn't been what we ex hasn't been what we expected. Like yeah. we, we like it. It has been what we expected. Health issues, neck issues. He had flare-ups in the neck. He broke his collarbone. We knew that stuff was going to happen, and we didn't want to risk that liability. And that's why we didn't agree with the pick. But I, I think with D Law coming back, I think you'll see Micah Parsons play a lot more linebacker. And so that's that's going to help the run game. That's going to help a lot of – Micah Parsons ain't the best in covered situations, but just the impact that he has close to the line of scrimmage is definitely going to help the running game. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely going to help the running. And I think, like like I said earlier, I think that's where they're going to try to attack us in the running game and, you know, try to open it up, you know, for the receiver. But I think you shut that down. Taysom Hill's not a very good quarterback at all. That's why you have to win this game. Taysom Hill, four touchdowns, four interceptions. He's got a bum foot, all right, so he's not going to be as mobile. So you might see more shotgun from him, more uh, read option, you know, try to try to keep the defense, you know, um, you know, off keel. But you can't lose to Taysom Hill, man. You can't lose to him. I mean, you, you've you've got your starting corners are out there, your your starting safeties are out there. You got D Law back, so you lose to Taysom Hill, and I'm just gonna be like, dude, anything is possible. Man. <laughs> <laughs> anything will be possible. I will be pissed to the maximum level that my veins will start popping over here. You know, the heartbeat. You know, when you get real mad, you, you can feel your heartbeat in certain parts of your body. Joe, that I feel that every time the Cowboys lose. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be me. That'll be me. Mario Flores, good to see you in the chat box, bro. Yeah, I swear if Greg the Peg misses more kicks and causes more points in games, I'm going to lose my shit. Yeah, man, I, I've been calling for him to get the heck out of here. And this this is one area, Mike, that really annoys the crap out of me. And I feel like it's the good old boy philosophy here. You know, Fossil bringing in his guys. He's going to keep them even if they screw up. And Greg the Peg legs Zerline is unreliable in the in, that momentum is a real thing. If if you miss a field goal, then oh, here it goes. The defense has to get back on, on the field after moving the ball. You know, your offense moves the ball down the field. You miss a field goal. It's deflating. You know what I mean? It, it takes the momentum off. So, Mario, I'm with you on that, Mike. What do you think about uh, Greg the peg leg? It, it, it's so interesting how a kicker can make three extra points, bam, right down the middle. Greg the legs kick, he scares me every time he kicks because that ball's to mm -hmm. the left uprights, the right uprights. Like, it's so mm -hmm. scary. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the guy that we signed, replaced him when he had COVID or whatever will happen right down the middle every time. And as a special teams coordinator, on Will McClay, on Stephen Jones, the guys that make the personnel moves, they, they, they know better than this. Bones Fossil can't be here for two years and carry that big of a stick. No. You know what I mean? And I think he does because if he if he didn't, Greg the peg leg would be gone. Yeah. They're definitely going to have to reevaluate that. You know what I mean? I think he's he I think he's on limited limited time right now. I like this question here, this comment here, Ronji. Is CeeDee Lamb really a number one receiver? I don't see him over or passing over Cooper, right? So, uh, yeah, I've, I've said this as well, you know, that uh, I don't think he's quite there yet. You know what I mean? I think he's he's a really solid number two to a number one receiver. He's a, a very, very good complimentary player to a number one, which is Amari Cooper. And that's why when Cooper's out, they've lost. You know, 0-2, can't do crap. And C.D. Lamb got his shot and – didn't do anything in some of those games and then, you know, got hurt in the other one with the concussion. So, you know, um, I, I think he's, he still needs some more time. I think another year, maybe two, but then you're talking three years in the league. You better be a number one receiver by then, right? So, uh, Mike, how are you feeling about, you know, CeeDee Lamb? You know, will he ever be a number one receiver for the Cowboys? 
It's really hard to say. We're talking about a second-year player that has really high expectations. Is he still developing mm-hmm. um, into that? CeeDee Lamb is very small. Um, you know, uh, but he could test. He could contest the ball at any point when the ball's in the air. Um, but it, it separates. And you made a great point. You know, being a complimentary to Amari Cooper, who is a true number one, um, and that's that. And I don't think Lamb is just a complimentary receiver. I think once he develops and he gets a little bit more muscle and he tunes up his route running, I really think. Um, that he can be a number one wide receiver, but a second-year player that has the high, high expectations that the Cowboy Nation set when he was drafted, 40-burger this, 40-burger that. You're not seeing the 40-burger now. It's like, oh, what a CD lab. What, you know what I'm saying? Let the kid develop. Yeah. Let him keep getting his rapport with Dak because he didn't get to get that last year. He, he missed a lot of games with Dak Prescott, right? Let him get that rapport with Dak. And we'll see what happens. But I'm not ruling it out yet. I think the potential's there. But I think Cowboy Nation needs to appreciate the big plays that he makes and quit trying to label something that somebody's not ready for yet. Yeah, yeah, that, that's super good right there, Mike. I, that's, I mean, not much else I can say that. I, I agree with that 110%, bro. Like, you hit it on the head with that because you're right. You know, he didn't have that many plays with that last year. That's a really good point. So, yeah, I think that uh, – Definitely, he's not a number one right now, right? You know, not right now. And, and to put the pressure on him while while you know Amari's out, it, it, it's I wouldn't say it's unfair, but it's kind of I don't know if it's realistic, right? You, you want him to be that, but he's clearly not there yet. And like you said, Mike, the biggest part is the route running part. He's worked on it, he's improved on it, but still needs more more work on that. You know, and like you said, the rapport, the route running, he'll get there, and I think that he he could be that. You know what I mean? So. That's a that's a great uh, conversation, Ronji. Appreciate you in the chat box. Appreciate you very much. Thank you, Ron. Marvin Group Coop is going to break a big play in the Saints game. At least one. Uh, you know that's all we need. I mean, you know, at least one. Uh, but more would would be greatly appreciated, right? But you know, they they it might be one of those things where you know they they catch them. You know what I mean? So like, I remember there was one game where Coop came off the field. He had a hamstring. I don't know what the heck it was, and then. He came back like on a final drive. They slept on him, and started burning him. So maybe they do that in this game. You know what I mean? Maybe you know he 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 has that kind of situation where he he burns him on a play. So hopefully, Amari Cooper's just a veteran. Um, he knows his body. He knows his limits. Um, and you you can't sleep on a guy like Amari Cooper. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just I'm glad he's a cowboy because he he's he's really really special. Yeah, he that that's 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 your Ferrari. I mean, you talk about Ferraris. He's he's the legit Ferraris. The other guys are good sports cars, but he is the real deal, Holyfield. You know, right now. So, um, and he opens up things for the other receivers. So hopefully, you know, even if he's out there, you know, he can take you know take away if they go man coverage, somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna get their their play. You know what I mean? So, a good conversation to have, indeed. Great conversation indeed. Somebody had a comment here. Michael Autry. Dallas Cowboys for life. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, man. BC for L. For L. I want to get your guys uh take on, on the Tristan Hill suspension, right? I, w- I want to ask everybody in the chat box right now. The Tristan Hill suspension 
You know, originally it was two games. They reduced it to one game. So, thankfully, we get him back for the Washington game. I, I thought he had a really low-key, pretty good game against the Raiders. You know what I mean? He he did a good job in the trenches, I felt. And I thought, you know, it's a player that has really – looks like he has potential here, you know, under um, Dan Quinn. But, Mike, what what's your thought on, on the suspension? You know, was it uh, – are you glad to see him – you know, uh, stand up for himself and, you know, just not take crap from people? Or what, What's your thoughts on it, everybody? So I, I think it was Max Crosby. He had an angle of it. And the NFL is trying to say that Tristan Hill was the aggressor. There's a video of the guard. I don't know who he punched. I can't think of the guy's name. But there's a video of the guard coming up to him, chesting him up. And we know Tristan Hill has an aggressive – background i mean look look he, he had a uh, florida state he had big disagreements with the coach he has an attitude and and uh and i've talked to i met tristan hill i've talked to him fabulous guy don't let this uh you know think that it's going to tarnish his character i've met tristan hill a great guy and uh i think uh i think the nfl got it wrong joe just to simplify the answer here the nfl got it wrong he was not the aggressor he was not the uh the guy that started everything, uh, I, it, it's just the NFL target. I mean, the, the, there's videos of, of Trent Williams punching uh, Richard Sherman without a helmet. He had an $8,000 fine. Uh, Kadarius Toney yeah. locked and loaded his his glove, threw the punch at DeMonte KZ. He missed, but the intent, mm-hmm. the intent was there to slobber knock him. Yeah. No suspension, a fine, Joe. Uh, I, I, when you wear a star on your helmet and when your owner's name is Jerry Jones, who countered to the NFL and won $75 million, who started brand deals, who started the NFL from a, from a profit to a, from a nonprofit to a profit organization. He has a big target on his back. He, he, he helped the team move to LA. Uh, he helped the Vegas move, uh, the Raiders move to Vegas. He, Jerry Jones was a big part of that. He's a hall of famer. And for the NFL to treat the Cowboys this way, when the Cowboys get the most views, the most merchandise sales, all the above, you name it. That's why it's America's team. They're the most talked about, they're the most hated, they're most loved. And for the NFL to treat the Cowboys like this, it's not an excuse. It's wrong, and the NFL should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, I, no, it's it's true. Like I, I thought the the suspension was was bull crap. I mean, it's, it's after the game as well. You know what I mean? It just happened to have it like. You know, a video surfaced of it, but like you said, there's there's other angle out there, and and, and it, it it suggested otherwise. So for me, I, I'm I'm on board. I'm behind Tristan Hill on that. You know, I have no problem with that. I I uh, I like to see that type of grit from players. Actually, you know what I mean. I I don't want to see these guys get pushed around and and not do anything about it. You know what I mean? Well, so, yeah, great point there. Because when the video first came out, I put out a tweet: Tristan Hill, you got to represent the star better than that. And then I got the more facts, and I'm glad he did it. Yeah, I'm glad he did. Josh Simpson was, yeah, Josh Johnson. You start some, you're gonna get some. That's what the net. I like that mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good indeed. Very good indeed. Yeah, Goodell. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of him at all, bro. Who would, dude? Who? Yeah. Who that guy. man? You know, guy. That guy there. I'm going to get him back. Cooper, D-Lamb, D-Long, and Collins at right tackle. 
yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna help, you know, getting getting Cooper back, you know. Um he he's still listed as questionable though, so there's no guarantee. He is activated from the protocol. So, you know, um I think you know I think he's gonna be more of a decoy because he did legit get COVID. So he had the symptoms, you know, um, you know, you you lose some weight, you're gonna lose some energy, vitamins, minerals, this kind of crap. So and I, I don't expect him to have a full-blown, you know, his normal, you know, snap count. You know what I mean? But when he's out there, I, th I think it's definitely going to help out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Mark Cooper being on the field is, is a plus for Michael Gallup, for CeeDee Lamb, for Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. The refs, Mike, you know, um, this comment here, Ty Condi, refs hate the Cowboys too. Yeah, that, that last game was just so egregious. It, it just looked like, you know, there was um, an edict, you know, you know, from Goodell or somebody like, hey, dude, put the screws to these guys in this game. And, I'll, you know, I know the Raiders got their share of it too, but, I mean, the, the one, the Cowboys, I mean, damn, it, it really screwed us on some touchdowns that got called back, some big splash plays that got called back. Huge plays for them to move the ball down the field. You know, just th Jerry called it throw up ball, right? Just throw the ball up there, and you get a penalty. So, um, I think the Cowboys on their part, if they see the game going that kind of way in the future, do it too. Throw the ball up there too, and see if they call it. You know, because they call it on us, do it too. So, you know, <laughs> win the game in whatever means necessary. If it's the Cowboys versus the Saints and refs, you know, uh, you know, throw that ball up there too. You know what I mean? Move the ball down the field if you got to do it. If that's what, if that's what it takes, you know, do it too. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, and I don't ever blame a lot of the losses on the refs. Um, yeah, I, I think I've done it maybe once, but I, I never do it because if you execute your play and you do it right, you can't hold. Yeah, and there were some holding controversial calls, right? The the uh, illegal shift from that, that was on Tyron Smith wasn't Tyron Smith's fault. It was on the wide receiver because he wasn't lined. He wasn't backed off the line of scrimmage because Tyron Smith was lined up on the line of scrimmage. A lot of those penalties, the refs are going to call them, whether they hate the Cowboys or not. But when you keep getting penalties and you keep getting penalties, it starts to pile on, and. And the refs are probably smiling. I've seen a comment. The refs are smiling because the Cowboys not, are, are, aren't executing. Like, what the hell do they do? This is the number one offense coming in here, and you're going to 28 penalties. You know what I'm saying? So it's all it's it's really up to the Cowboys. Line yeah. up right. Don't hold. You know, turn your head as much as you can, and let the facts play out. And it and if they do that. And it and it seems like there's a, a ref bounty on the Cowboys. It's gonna come to life. It's gonna come to life. And I want to be I want the Cowboys to be rewarded with three first round picks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll take that, man. Uh, I think that's it for for this show tonight, guys. Uh, you know, we, we we like to run on Tuesdays, but sometimes things come up, so that's why we, we moved it to tonight, and it just kind of became more of, of a pre pre-game for tomorrow night's game so yeah man I'm, I'm hoping that we come out of this with 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 a win you know and, and i would like it to be decisively I, I, I hope it doesn't come down to a kick or a late fourth quarter heroics i, I want us to be like a legit we, we we took care of business 
and you know we're going to win the East and we're going to be in the hunt for the number one seed. You know what I mean? So anything outside of that is unacceptable, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't like excuses. So win the game, win the game, Mike. Any any final thoughts before we cut out, Mike? No. Uh, again, I'm, I'll be making a video. I, I don't know when it's going to drop, but it probably will drop tonight, guys. And uh, uh, so follow that Cowboys corner. And uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, Mike McCarthy's not there. Joe Philbin's not there. Dan Quinn's going to be doing the head coaching duties. Um, and so it's going to be real interesting uh, to see how this game plays out. And uh, hopefully. Cowboys can get their act together and go get it. I don't. I don't. I don't care if we win by a half a point. They they gotta go in this game. Obviously, that's not possible. But I'm just exaggerating. Like I don't. I, I don't care if they win. About, like if it's fantasy and you lose point zero zero two, I want the Cowboys to go in there and go win. Seriously, it's it, 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 the excuses. The excuses got to stop for this franchise, uh, from the fan base, and we need to start having winning mentality. Losers except losing, Joe. No, that's, that's facts what it is right there, bro. Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already, bro. Yeah. Uh, I've been pissing a lot of people off on Twitter. You can follow that trend, <laughs> underscore Cowboys Corner on Twitter. And uh, and uh, Cowboys Corner right here on YouTube, guys. Very good, very good. Shout out to everybody in the chat box. Thank you for joining us tonight for the first report. We really appreciate you. Uh, tune in tomorrow night after the game for my post game. Um, hopefully, like I said, we get the win and uh, let's make a run for the playoffs, everybody. All right, but that's all we have tonight. Appreciate you guys. We'll catch you for the next one, guys. Peace. That's still a